Hey, I'm Jesse. Paul is going to explain why some people would believe and some wouldn't by drawing from the prophet Isaiah. This is Acts 28, verse 25. Disagreeing among themselves, they began to leave after Paul made one statement. The Holy Spirit was right in saying to your ancestors through the prophet Isaiah when he said, Go to these people and say, You will always be listening but never understanding, and you will always be looking but never perceiving. For the hearts of these people have grown callous. Their ears are hard of hearing, and they have shut their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart, and in turn I would heal them. So tomorrow we're going to look more at this quote from the prophet Isaiah, wherein Paul's just quoted Isaiah chapter 6, verses 9 through 10. But I want to talk about how some people left when Paul brought it up. This is, this is uh, verse 25. They disagreed among themselves, and some began to leave after Paul made this one statement. The Holy Spirit was right in saying to your ancestors through the prophet Isaiah, and then comes the prophet from Isaiah. They left when they heard that statement because they didn't like what Paul had to say. Much of what we're going to cover in our apologetic series is arguing from this as the proper presupposition, the ultimate authoritative logos. This is the word of God. This is what we believe. But not everybody's going to believe that. I've seen even you know uh, some commentators and and, uh, and and conservative voices like Matt Walsh would would harshly disagree with this 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 approach to say like not everybody believes the Bible, so you have to somehow I guess compromise the Bible to persuade them. Like not everybody believes, Jesse, what do I do if I'm trying to argue from the Bible and they just don't believe the Bible? Like I'm already beginning from a place where they disagree. Here's what you'll find. Most of these, most of these disagreements with the Bible are just distaste for the Bible. And it's a form of a post hoc logical fallacy. They had nothing to say in response to Paul's use of the text in Isaiah. They just didn't like it. It's not that they contested with it. It's not even necessarily that they disbelieved it. It's that they didn't like it. I don't like that, so I'm going to leave the gospel behind. I don't like what you just said, so I'm going to go. The, uh, the proper response, true objectivity, actual neutrality, would say, let me evaluate what you just said because I'm struggling with it. Let me see if it's possibly true. It's like when we're faced with personal criticism. Somebody, you've, you've worked on something and it goes out to the marketplace and you see your own book out there on Amazon and it, somebody gave it, somebody gave it uh, four stars instead of five. Somebody gave it one star and somebody, and you're like, okay, what are they saying about this? Because you read it because they could, they could have a good point. Objectivity would say, okay, let me hear what this has to say because they, I, I don't like that. That hurts my heart. Or that gets in the, most of the time, that gets in the way of the sin I want to commit. <laughs> But let me evaluate to see whether or not it's true, because it could be true, it could be accurate, my critic could be right. That would be objectivity. But the reason that most people profess not to believe in the Bible is that they just don't like it. It's unpopular, culture has shifted. And as a result, they want to be more accepted by the mainstream. They want to be found virtuous by modern standards. They don't like the Bible because it gets in the way of their sin. That's what Romans 1 says. They even secretly, deep down, they would believe, deep down and in the dark, I've been amazed at the number of people who initially would profess, I don't believe the Bible. Secretly at night, they do. Like they believe that God's word is true and that they're, they just want to get away with sin. So they suppress this truth with wickedness. That's where I would disagree with Matt Walsh in this regard. But the people who profess not to believe the Bible secretly do 
oftentimes. I've seen it. I've led militant atheists to Christ. I led one dude to Christ who had multiple marks on his tattoo. Every time he dissuaded a, a, a Christian of the gospel, he'd have a, he would add another mark to his tattoo. He would secretly pray at night sometimes, even while dissuading uh, and proselytizing Christians away from, from their faith in God. They walk away while Paul quotes Isaiah, not because they have any objection to what Isaiah said, they just didn't like it. I don't wanna follow Christ because 1 Timothy 2 says that only men are supposed to be pastors. That's not an argument. That's just distaste for God's word. I don't like that, therefore it's not true. I mean, I could apply that same thinking to my distaste for the fact that Chuck's Donuts Maple Bars make me fat. I don't like that, therefore I've decided it's not true. <laughs> You guys will know if I believe that or not, because there'll be more and more and more of Jesse. <laughs> Disliking something is not an argument against it. It's a non-argument. I don't like the fact that Paul brought up Isaiah. Therefore, I'm walking away. <laughs> like that's, that's a non-sequitur. I don't like Christianity because it says that only men are supposed to be pastors, that it says that we're supposed to repent from sin, that it says that homosexuality is a sin. The Old Testament describes it as, a, as an abomination. That's really offensive to my delicate modern sensibilities, and so I'm walking away from Christianity. That's not logically sequential. That's not a critique of what scripture says. And your distaste for this has zero bearing whatsoever on its authority. I hate speed limits, but I'm still bound to them. I can't stand speed limits. It was the point of having a fast car. Like I want to drive a buck 50 everywhere I go. Man, life would be amazing. I'll be it shorter. <laughs> but guess what? When I'm pulled over by the cop, I can't pretend like I wasn't held to that standard. Ignorance of the law of God is not, is, does not exempt one of the consequences of having violated God's law. Or even my personal distaste for the speed limit is not gonna hold legal water when I'm pulled over by the cop and I gotta explain, I, don't, I just don't like that speed limit. <laughs> when you get in judgment before God and you tell him like, I just didn't like your stance on women in ministry. I just didn't like what you had to say about homosexuality. I just didn't like your seven days of creation thing. I just thought it was weird. I just didn't like, <laughs> I didn't like the dragon revelation. I, I fill in the blank, it doesn't matter. Like, good luck with that, bro. You're standing in judgment for the eternal God. This is his word. Your distaste for this is not an argument against it. And the people who left behind Paul's ministry, they didn't like what he had to say, were among those who didn't believe. So whether you persuade people or not, whether people are persuaded or not, is largely irrelevant in the hands of the Christian evangelist. It's rather, have you been faithful to the word of God or not? Paul was faithful. Not everybody did believe, but some did. This is the word of God. It's still happening today. Let's live out the book of Acts together. Are you ready? Go.